0: Hey, welcome to Creative Loving Spirit, coming to you from the carpet, but in a good way. I'm feeling pretty good today. I spent the day doing some writing, which is it's nice to be in the creative flow of things. Feeling pretty juiced. And in that, I feel a bit of a connection to the person who I'm speaking to on this episode, the wonderful and charming Kipps Golden who some of you will be familiar with. Uh, under his recording moniker of good Jaw, good That might not mean anything to you, but if you've listened to this podcast before, then you've heard Goodjor's music. The musical intro and outro and interludes in the Creative Loving Spirit are all excerpts from songs by Goodjor on Kipps's most recent album, In Between the Blinks, which is a really lovely album. And that's actually the reason that I was interested to talk to Kipps because before that. Um, and that album popping up in the digisphere, I had no idea the man even made music and I clicked on it out of interest and discovered what's ended up being one of my favourite things of this year. So there you go, which is a pleasant surprise. So it was lovely to be able to talk to him about the music that he's made. If you're interested, other favourite things for me this year um, Avengers Infinity War uh, Mexican food that's always the same and probably some other things. Okay well let's go into this conversation right now with me and Kipps. We pick up the chat where I'm just explaining to him this very thing that I've just outlined to you. The fact that his music and musicianship popped up into my world at the same time. This is a it's actually kind of a treat knowing that this music will be Kipps' music and then we'll go into a conversation with him. That kind of transition would sound a bit like this. music yeah. and and there was like a whole album's worth of music and really good music that was really well made and I thought that's interesting I know this dude and I had <laughs> no idea he was doing that yeah. I don't know and I kind of want is, is that like a conscious thing Are you are you
1: are you Yeah, I find yeah. it quite hard to promote my music. It's yeah. Me- well, mainly because I haven't got a band so I can't play live at the moment. And I keep every time I make music I keep telling myself to try and make it doable live. Mm. If that makes sense. Like with yeah, arrangements and stuff. But then yeah, I always seem to make it a bit bit more, um yeah, lots harder to play without lots of equipment and lots of time and space. So it always gets the time i have finished it. And I haven't got a band and then all all that's left is kind of putting on social media. And I don't really like doing that. I sit. I sit down and I try and write like a post. Yeah. And it's just so hard to to say to say stuff about yourself, which sounds intriguing. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you found it, so I must uh, have done something right. Yeah, yeah. I think it might have been Martina. Actually, it was Martina. She's just <laughs> <much> better.
0: <laughs> Could it, maybe yes. Maybe that's it. Is uh, well, that's. Do you find? Um,
1: Oh well, made me really really happy when you came up to me and said you really liked it. By the way, Oh yeah, okay. I'm really really happy. Oh, I'm glad. It made it all worth
0: it. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah I think th- I think that's an important thing. I don't know wh- how you think um, about that, but um, realize my experience. I don't know if it's true for you, but mm. someone who makes something comments and uh, encouragement and appreciation oh, yeah, makes yeah. goes a long long way, mm. um, and sometimes we when we love something, it might feel a bit embarrassing to share that, and especially with the person who made something. Um, But it's usually uh, welcome, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Do you have people who kind of champion your work, or sort of support you and encourage you? Because that's important. Yeah.
1: Um, At least five, I'd say. (laughs) At least five? (laughs) Including my mum. (laughs)
0: Including? Don't overlook the
1: mums. No, no. I don't I don't know if she was I don't know if she was as, as keen on this one. Like I used to do um when I first started I did kind of um kind of like little folky acoustic numbers. She really liked them. Mm. And then slowly I've kind of got more gear and learned how to do more things and gone towards kind of off electronic and she's her her kind of messages to me have got shorter and shorter and less frequent clicking. Kind of <laughs>
0: hey, you are you're eroding your original fan base.
1: Yeah, no, yeah. It's like when doing electric, isn't it? Yeah. But, <laughs> but no, there's 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 a f- yeah, there's there's a few people. Not really people who I don't know. There there's a few there's been like a few times over the over my my career. Yeah, that was with quotation, quotation marks, with <laughs> um, there was like this really nice, uh, Canadian lady and her husband who, who, when I was a waiter, they, they, um, started being really nice as Canadians are and asking me about what I did. And I kind of said about my music in a kind of, they'll probably, they're probably just drunk and they'll go home and forget. But then they, they've messaged me a few times when I've released stuff, which is really nice. And then these dutch these Dutch kids like uh, made a a video of their trip to America and put one of my songs on it, which was really nice uh, yeah, and then just yeah, just friends yeah Other
0: than that. <laughs> but do you, if you have so if you've obviously found people who uh, who only know you through the music and you have do um, you have like people close to home that you kind of uh, uses a sounding
1: board or anything yeah start yeah, or? so like on this one that so i've got um so I've got a friend in Berlin who I used to kind of made made music together a little bit, but I can't really think of any songs we did we kind of used to bounce ideas off each other, but he's 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 really good, so I liked uh, he's like. Someone who, when I'm making the album, I'll kind of send it over and he's, or he's like brutally honest as well. So so I know if I send it <laughs> over to me, he's going to tell me what's wrong with it. Yeah. Can, like, yeah, he's not going to fuss put foot around it. So, um. Do you find that valuable? Having someone who yeah, you knows really, who's going to be that much? Really valuable. Mm. Yeah, because. If I, if I was going to send it to my mum, well, maybe my mum would be more critical now, but say on the first, first stuff, if I send it over, she'd just be like, oh, that's so lovely, oh, I'm so proud of you and stuff, and I know that that, does, that doesn't really mean anything. So that's that guy's really good, his name's Tris, and then um, there was another friend called Harry in London who I sent it off to, I can't remember at what point. Um, But he also gave me some, some really good tips. And then the last thing was I sent it to Martina. Um, I think that was at the stage where I was finishing it off and then just going, oh my God, this is terrible. Maybe I'm not going to release it after kind of spending a year on it and just being like, oh, it's rubbish. I've just wasted my time. And she was really nice. And she was, I was kind of watching her listen to it. And then she was, she, Gave a reaction, kind of like an honest reaction, that she was really impressed. And I was like, okay, that's good, that's good then.
0: Sometimes you just need mm-hmm. that encouragement. Sometimes mm-hmm.
1: you need critique. Because I quite, I quite like the idea of just keeping it completely, um, like I've done ones before. Where I just complete, leave it completely to myself, and then just, just let it out there, so mm. no one's heard it, which is yeah. quite nice. But
0: I like, I, I, I like that kind of thing too, yeah. um, and I think I've. To learn to balance, the idea of of just here it is, here's the thing. Experience marvel at (laughs) Well, it's just like you know when something lands in your world, just fully formed and um, Mm -hmm. it's confident and just exactly as you want it to be. You know, whatever it is, a a piece of music or theatre or something. That's just so great, and I hate the idea of watering down someone's experience of that by showing them an earlier version, which is a shadow of what it will be, or something like that. Mm. And at the same time, you do, I think, need to find those uh, people who can give you the feedback that will help it get there. How is it you describe yourself
1: and what you do? In terms of music? Yeah. Oh, God. Or is that just a creative person? Just a creative person. Um, I've always quite enjoyed locking myself away not literally, but just kind of getting in my own area and just, um, yeah, doing it all by myself. Like I really, really want to be in a band and because I think it would be so much easier. What might be easier? Just, just the, that you wouldn't have, you, you'd be able to bounce like creative ideas off each other and, Mm. and, um, you wouldn't have to do everything. But then at the same time, um, been in bands, and there is that feeling that you've got to share creative control, a little bit, mm. which can which can be good. Like, but I've always yeah, I've always just preferred to go into my little hole and just produce exactly what I wanted to produce, and then see how it comes out at the other end. I kind of think mm. yeah.
0: How how is it you pronounce the your recording yeah. artist? Yeah, good jaw. Good jaw. Yeah. I think I
1: probably would have said that, could you Yes, I think I've spelt it, I think I've spelt it quite well. Yeah. Yeah. Although yeah. <laughs> well, it's, <laughs> 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 although it's, yeah, it's, it's been a bit of a poison chance actually if I said it. If I could go back I probably wouldn't have changed that name.
0: I'm going to come back to that in a sec, but, okay. um, so in the way you talk about, um, Good and the and the music that you've released. You do describe yourself as a musician and producer. Does that feel like yeah. just as a label? or Does that feel useful and okay?
1: Apt? Yeah, I guess all of my stuff I've done myself. Because I guess when I first started, I was I was doing just um guitar songs, just on guitar with some kind of ambient stuff in the background. So I recorded that all myself when I first moved down to Brighton. Then I was like, okay, so I've got to learn how to mix now. But that's not too hard when it's just vocals and guitar, so that's fine. I was like, okay, now I've got to learn how to master to make it kind of, yeah, sound as professional as possible. So I learned a bit of that as well. So then I had like the basics of kind of being a producer. And then every album's just been a progression on that, kind of getting more... more kind of complicated arrangements in the music which makes it more complicated at the mixing and mastering stage so I'm having to learn stuff and then this was the first um, record so how many have I released, I released like four EPs and two albums so this this last album was the first one where I got outside interference and in. I got like a guy to master it because it was just going to take so so long and even then, he he got quite annoyed with me because I took <laughs> so long, to kind of sending him emails of little changes which I wanted and stuff. Um, so yeah, I kind of call myself a producer.
0: Yeah, and did that come from?
1: So necessity. A, yeah, yeah. Our necessity. Yeah, out of
0: necessity. So, you're a musician who's right. Creating songs mm-hmm. or pieces of music, and but with an idea of how you want it to sound at the end and yeah. in order to get there you've had to mm-hmm. build up this kind of other portfolio of skills yeah. to kind
1: of be able to do that yeah definitely yeah i'm I'm quite quite frugal I don't really like spending money <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, so I thought okay, I'm just going to learn this myself instead of kind of going into a studio and um, paying lots of money for for like um, yeah studio time and a and an engineer and stuff, I thought oh, I'll just do this myself. Usually, when I finish an album, I listen to back at it, and then I'll do the really bad thing and I'll compare it to like one of my favorite artists or something, and I'll just be like, "Oh God, I'm such an idiot! I should have just spent some time, um, time and money in a studio." But then. In about two years after I've released it, I'll look back on it and go, actually, that sounds quite cool. I like the way that sounds. That's yeah. how I wanted it, yeah.
0: It's a great quality of people who make things who kind of do go, well, I'm just going to learn it myself. And it's quite, that is the, that is the kind of creative impulse, really, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. it? This is what I want to achieve, so I'm going to learn to do it. I wonder, does that ever come with, because I know it does for me, this kind of sense of, of well, I'm not doing it properly then, am I? <laughs> You know, I'm just making it up. Yeah. I'm not a real. I haven't got a certificate on my yeah. uh, wall and an hourly rate that says I'm good at this.
1: But then do you, I, I, so I, so I've thought that quite a lot. I've mm. thought that, but then you do get your own kind of style from it, don't you? I, yeah, I, I always seem to think whether whether that's mm, yeah, whether that's good or good or bad. That's what other people think, but I, yeah, I'm quite. I, I think I've got like a style. Or at least I, I can hear it, yeah.
0: I think it, it happens naturally, doesn't mm. it, perhaps? Um, if you do enough work, inevitably a style emerges mm. um, and whether or not you can locate that yourself or if it's seen um, a little clearer from a distance from someone else's perspective.
1: Yeah, I guess people go into like art school and stuff and learning techniques is a bit different. Yeah, I'm not really sure because I've never really gone learn music, so I don't know what I would have learned. Yeah.
0: So is so you're, you <laughs> never learn music?
1: So I learned classical guitar when I was young. Okay. And a bit and of electric. torch. Taught? Yeah, torch. Taught, yeah. But never um, music production. That was right from getting a Tascam cassette recorder oh, and then just going all the way through. Yeah, all the way through technology.
0: Yeah literally start out with like a four-track yeah, yeah. like tape and yeah. then because um, that teaches you that in itself is a, a tool that teaches you yeah. many principles which just scale up I guess into yeah. what we think as professional yeah. air quotes <laughs> recordings um, it, the basics are there we're well. doing air quotes all quotes, the time so air quotes yeah <laughs> it's like it's like a field of rabbits in here <laughs>
1: considering just going back to just kind of guitars, bass and drums. And what's that, um, a
0: a response to? Why? why? Just
1: the time, the time. Like this last one just took so long and it was... some of the songs were really, really old, like five, six years old, which had just been lying around. So now I've kind of got a clean slate of songs. I don't like leaving songs unfinished, so like the last two albums have just been mosaics of loads of different songs which haven't fit on anything else so now I'm just really keen just to just to try and write stuff really kind of there and then yeah
0: That's, a, oh, that's interesting you say that that's Cause I've, know,
1: I've never done it before as well so it would be interesting never done just never, never done that kind of I guess kind of like yeah just that going into a studio for three days and just recording it all mm. yeah But again, I'd have to spend money on that, and I hate spending money.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're a completer. Like you have ideas for songs, and it does it niggle at you that they're not completed.
1: Yeah, I haven't got like a great memory for kind of just writing songs on a guitar and then and then leaving them. They'll always be on a file on my laptop somewhere, and I'll have kind of a uncompleted folder. And when that gets big, I just can't handle it. Yeah, sweating. Like, yeah, sweating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It. Sometimes, even if I don't like the songs, you might be able to tell which ones it's up. Uh. No, I, <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was going to say that on um, the, the album is mm-hmm. uh, In Between the Blinks. It's interesting you say that that was like a, uh, a bit of a mosaic of things. Yeah. It does sound very like a coherent whole. It's, you know, it holds yeah, together as a, a whole thing. That. Yeah. yeah. You mentioned, uh, Goodjaw, as yeah. a name, like feeling like uh, what I can't remember how you described it, but like you were kind of questioning the yeah. wisdom behind
1: such, yes, religion such,
0: under that name. Yeah, it's
1: hard to promote yourself through um, speech, with a, unless yeah. Oh what?
0: Well, by just uh, yeah, difficulty like, in just saying I mean, your name.
1: Yeah, I've done gigs and said, "Oh yeah, this is um, my name's Goodjaw," and everyone's like how are you going to spell that kind of thing yeah, yeah like as a
0: recommendation you check out this guy google oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, what was the thinking behind taking that name like so, I, it's yeah. one of the things i was interested in like why not okay. just use your name um, yeah
1: the story behind it is that when me and me and one of my really old friends were young we had um nicknames for our dogs quite young mm. so um <laughs> Nineteen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but ready. no, before uni, before uni. And then, uh, so my dog was, uh, my real dog's name was Folly, which I thought was a good, good name for a dog. That was my dad's idea. Oh yeah. So I always used to call it Skoozum. Um, cause yeah, I like, I like the word Skoozum cause it's, it's kind of, I always think it encapsulates the idea of something being so cute that you really want to squeeze it but if you squeeze it too hard, you might hurt it. That's kind of thing. So yeah, it's, <laughs> that's good. And then, um, my mate's dog was called Goodjaw. And then I was like, ah, oh, yeah, th- I think we must've met up or something. We were talking about it. Um, I was like, that's a, that's kind of quite a strange word. And I was thinking how, how would I spell that? And then there was, uh, a Icelandic footballer called, uh, Johnson. So, so I was, Kind of like combine the two, and he he was a cool footballer. I always liked him, so I just took that I- Icelandic spelling of the kind of G- J H O, and yeah, and the rest is a pain in the neck. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: okay, so there, there's a little, there's a some etymology from where the word yeah. from where where the word came from. But what you felt like I I need to give this an a, an identity or a, what a rather name? than use my real name. Yeah, or, yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Kip's golden sounds a bit mental. What all I say. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: can see it on a uh, festival poster. Put it yeah, that way. Yeah. yeah, I think.
1: Yeah, I think if I used to name Kip's golden, I had to kind of come out and really do some kind of David Bowie stuff or something like that. I don't know if it. I don't know if it suits suits my music because when I first started, I used to love. I used to love um, like Danish, Icelandic, and like, Scandinavian music. So I thought it fit kind of perfectly. And then as it's gone on, yeah, I guess it's still, yeah. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's just a name, isn't it?
0: But I was interested in terms of, um, it's your outward-facing identity, you know. There's, there's the, there's the mm. hermit man <laughs> in, <laughs> in the room um, completing those uh, tunes and polishing them yeah. for the world. And then there's the sort of, you know, how you sort of present mm. yourself. And it's an interesting, um, challenge, especially if you're an emerging, uh, creative, like putting yourself out there into the yeah. world and what story you give yourself and how you present it and all that stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, it wasn't intended just to be me, I think as well. I think, yeah. I think it was, I, I, well, I'm still intending for it to be a band. But yeah, I've never really, um, been too keen like obviously I like their music but I've never been drawn to the names where it's just a person's name even if it's like um like I really like Tom Petty like I love loads of people who just have that I don't think they're being like arrogant or anything but I just wouldn't really like it does that like, feel like an
0: uncomfortable space for you to be yeah, in yeah like, yeah it's me here. yeah this is my music That's what's... all the pressures on me All oh, oh, right. <laughs> Do you enjoy playing
1: live then? Yeah, 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 I do. So I still, so I still played live occasionally. I actually haven't played a while in, um, in like a kind of punk grunge band called Best of British Suicide. Quite a good punk (laughs) thing. Oh, and you guys are still doing stuff? Yeah, so we're still doing stuff. But like the last time I played with Good, Gidjaws, it was probably about two years ago, maybe. So we had a gig up in London and, um don't have like a van or anything. So we got the train up there and it was just me and my friend Jamie who was playing keyboard and then um, my friend Tor who was playing drums. And I think we had like two two rehearsals, like two proper rehearsals to learn everything. Don't, I don't know why, I must have just left it really late or yeah. or maybe the promoter only got back to me really late. So we only had two days and it was quite like complicated music on its own. Um, and then it was just a the gig went really well, but it was just a really stressful experience. And we had to l- lock our gear up, and I locked locked my like expensive guitar in there. And then we had to go back the next morning, and they weren't letting us in. It was just really stressful, and I think that kind of put me off for quite a while. Mm. Like I'm keen to get back to it now, but it definitely put me off. And I was like, oh, actually, I mean, it's a lot less stressful just sitting in my room and making music. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you. And it's um, all. And yeah, it probably is also just putting yourself out there on stage. It's quite hard. Yeah, I find that quite hard. Do you, do you get anxious on stage or
0: stage fright or anything like that?
1: Um, I did for that one because it was like the first pr- proper gig where. Um, first proper gig where it wasn't just kind of guitar and keyboards or just two guitarists or something. It was like a full band and there were quite a lot of people there and I was, yeah, a bit nervous. But then. Whenever I've done other gigs where it's just me playing acoustic guitar or... Um, but then, yeah, when I play in the other band and it's like playing Simon's music, then now I'm, I'm well happy, well happy on stage. Yeah. They're
0: are, there are two very different lives, I guess, as a mm. person who records music. There is yeah, yeah. that creating the, the artifact, the thing of the, uh, of the album or whatever it is, and then there's that kind of live presentation performance mm. things, and they require two quite different sets of skills in a way.
1: But you've got both. Which one do you prefer? Uh,
0: well, I, I, I often talk about, and I, uh, I wonder if it's the same for you, but I enjoy having a balance between the two things yeah, yeah. that, you know, the I call it the cave, being in the cave, <laughs> yeah. writing or doing the thing, you know, polishing and getting it yeah. just right. And then the more um, collaborative, um, communicative, uh, ta da, look at yeah, me, yeah, yeah. bit. Um, but I, I find that, the latter, stressful, definitely. Mm. Especially when um, you're trying to present something that you haven't um, done before. Mm-hmm. And the push and the uh, stress is to try and figure out exactly how that's going to work. And even just getting it done, like you say, yeah. is exhausting enough. And then yeah. the idea of having to repeat it, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just a bit of a mission. <laughs> well, I've spoken to people who um, perform music and it's uh, once you get into the role of performing regularly then that mm. stuff eases off because you kind of yeah. get into it but yeah. it's um, mom- momentum mm. how, how do you feel about that like do you find that easy to maintain or does mm. it does it take a lot to gear
1: up yeah no yeah I, th- I think that's true I, when because we when, I'm, when I was first young like the first proper band I was playing in, we were playing in a me and my mates in, we were in like this kind of like Prog band, like a proper like a prog band, but yeah, we we we're really going for it when when we were young and we were living back back home, and uh, yeah, we got in a proper role where we were just playing gigs kind of every week, and yeah, it was really really fun. Isn't there
0: a point um, where if if you get good at doing something or you're lucky enough to be doing it a lot, then it does sort of start to become work. It's a bit of a craft. Yeah. You got to show up and yeah. deliver the thing. Um, and try and keep it interesting for yourself as well. Mm. Um, would, would, would that, um, terrify you or <laughs> bore you mm, to, yeah, you know, so
1: much money I've got. I <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> um, but is, is doing new
0: things important to you?
1: Yeah. I reckon like by the, by the time I finish f- yeah, I'd, I'd have to figure out a new process because by the time I finish like an album like this, I'm so bored of the songs. Like, mm. so, so bored. Not, not too bad with this one because I didn't master it myself, but if, um, if, like, one of the other ones where I've written all the songs and then I've mixed them all myself and mastered them all myself, i will probably listen to each song, like, and I'm a bit of, like, a, not, not like a perfectionist, but I find it quite hard to release it until I'm, yeah, until I can't hear anything that I can perceive is wrong with it. Honestly, mm. there's, loads of infections. Um, So by that time, I've probably listened to each song like, I don't know, just so many times and I just get out and I just won't listen to it for two years. And the idea of, I guess it would be different if you came back out and you played it live because there's, you you could change it up and stuff. But um, yeah, by the time I've finished of it, I'm pretty bored. Yeah. Yeah, I want to do something new. What's the part that you actually enjoy the most? the kind of writing period, because I'm doing it on my own, I usually write kind of layer on layer on layer on layer, and that's how it gets kind of quite complicated. So I'll kind of start with the beat and then just put everything else on top. And that bit's really uh, enjoyable and rewarding because you've got all this stuff going on and then you can just add one little synth to just going like diddle or something. You'll be like, yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. And then and then you'll have to cut it out later because it's it's not amazing. <laughs> But then yes, yeah, so that that bit's really good. And then the two years down the line, where like I I I I really like listening to music like, nostalgically. Um, so when I listen to it later, I really enjoy it. Yeah. Oh,
0: well, that's good. Yeah. It's not like, you know, the slog of um, mixing, and getting it mastered, mm. and all of that. It's that, not like oh, I'm done with it. I'm never going to do it again. Yeah. You can appreciate it in retrospect yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of the things I was wondering about is what your process is, is and you mentioned that layering thing, is that, is that typically how you like, build the song? Is that how things start and progress? Usually.
1: Where, where it starts changes quite a lot. It could be just like a vocal melody or a drum beat or a, anything like that, or a synth line. but On the last one it was usually synth lines where I'd start off. It can go through periods where I'll do just write a synth line and then it will go in the box for like a couple of years and I'll come back to it or something like that. Um, But because um, I'm usually doing that kind of layering up I will get to a stage where I've got a maybe just like a eight second loop of all this stuff going on and I'm like actually that's not a song that's just kind of eight seconds during a song so then I've got to kind of dissect it all and cut stuff out um, uh, and maybe make kind of um, little changes and then I'll be like oh actually this is just the intro I've got the whole rest of the song to write which is good sometimes and then because you're like oh yeah it's good this little starting point I can do loads more but then other times it's probably made my skill at like writing a a chorus not very good does that make sense? like I think it might it might have been influenced from when I was in this prog band as well, but we never. and I, I don't think I'd, I. I ever really write like a verse chorus, kind of thing. Mm. It's usually like an intro, and then a verse. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I never really think. I never really think about that. But thinking back, I never really have choruses. Well, one of the things that I've.
0: Noticed and uh, appreciated about uh, about that album that you that you released this year was um I I it, it to me was unexpected that's one of the things in terms of and I think that was on on a few different levels like unexpected in terms of um, like structurally because yeah mm. it doesn't obviously to me follow a uh, you know, verse, chorus, intro, yeah. verse, chorus, bridge. I was
1: trying to write kind of a pop album, so I think I failed there. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh,
0: well, right. well no, but yeah, but I, I don't think that's uh, necessarily fair. No, okay. yeah. and, and also unexpected in terms of, um, I don't know, I find it lyrically unexpected. Mm. I, I, don't, I, yeah. I didn't see you using lots of tropes or obvious um, constructions. So yeah. that's the other thing, like, um, where where does the lyric... The lyrical, yeah, the some strange, yeah,
1: some strange ones. I always wonder how obvious they are. Like the second song, "Heel Face." Uh, quite, quite a lot. Uh, I guess quite a lot of them are kind of. I quite like writing about nostalgia, but that that was. The, I really like the lyrics in that song because it's just about. Um, like a wrestling podcast I was watching at the time, <laughs> 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 and I always I I like. And it's sad, but I always like like falling asleep to stuff it's just that thing of like having voices it's quite nice to listen to mm-hmm. and um so i was just listening to this wrestling podcast and when i was a kid i used to like absolutely love wrestling i don't really watch it anymore but i watched these these three irish guys talking about it um, and they've got lovely irish accents like peter strong <laughs> so um yeah. so i was just listening to it loads and i was like actually this is kind of probably one of the main things in my life at the moment. So I should probably write a song about it. So that one's um, all about kind of uh, um, how like in wrestling, you kind of got to change from like a um, a good guy to a bad guy quite a lot. And that that's their terminology, is a heel and a face. Like a uh... face is kind of the good guy and a heels bad guy. Yeah. Um, and it was also like a bit of a challenge because it's got loads of um, kind of wrestling lingo in there. Yeah. kind of um,
0: a bunch of uh, terminology and images and stuff that personally I don't have f- <laughs> much familiarity with. But is there is there a deeper or a, or an emotional kind of context to you for for those lyrics?
1: Is yeah, it well, not purely it was, about wrestling. It was, it was funny actually because I, I, I thought it was just about wrestling, and then my friend uh, Harry, the, the guy who I sent it to, he was he was quite keen on doing a video, and we we didn't do it in the end. Um, and he kind of pitched me this idea for a video for that song and I was like, oh yeah, but it's got nothing to do with wrestling and he, he had this completely, um, different view on it kind of all being about, um, like a young man kind of dealing with, uh, kind of masculinity and stuff like that. I listened to it again and it fits quite well and I was like, oh yeah, maybe I am a genius. (laughs) <laughs>
0: Something else uh, came up for, for, for him.
1: Yeah, yeah, which I thought I, I, was, I was well chuffed for that. I was like, uh, like, yeah, I was, I, was, I was chuffed that he found, found yeah. that. Also, I was, I, was, I was glad that, yeah, he listened to it enough to find his own meaning in yeah, it.
0: Yeah, was, that was cool. Did you think a lot about the like, sequencing of things? Because if mm. you, because, yeah, that, that, that first song does signpost. Or can signpost how you sort of experience everything that
1: follows. Yeah, definitely. So the guy, the guy I was mastering it with, sorry, the guy who's mastering it, he thought it should be in a way different order, mm. um, with the more like accessible songs at the start and then slowly kind of going into the the other stuff. But I knew that the first song, Daddy's Home, and the last song, Born Again, mm. they they were definitely going to be the start and finish. So it's just like, no, <laughs> yeah. no, we shan't do that. So the sequence of the album, I, de- yes. I always think about, I always think about that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Because um, I, always, I always really like um, the last songs on albums. I seem to always, maybe it's just because when you finish, finish listening to an album, it ends your, that's the last thing in your memory. But I love, um, yeah, I love big ep- epic finales kind of mm. thing, yeah.
0: And that, well, uh, that's the uh, song um, Born Again. Yeah. That's, that's a really nice way to, yeah. to leave it. It's, it's like a graceful letting go of, um, of that experience. Yeah. You know, how you finish something is, yeah, it oh, does grab. make an impression. Yeah, oh cool. When did you first feel like I'm a proper musician?
1: I don't think I've ever felt like that. Actually, no, no, I'll tell you what. Um, there was one time I, um, I got a review. I was reviewed actually out of the blue. Some, I do try and do a bit of promotion, like sending my music out to blogs and stuff like that. Mm. But I got, um, reviewed in the NME before it went under. Um, and it was, it was, I was pretty chuffed with that, actually. So, so I got an email out of the blue. May, maybe someone out there had sent something, but it was out of the blue and they said, Oh, we want to do a review. Have you got any promo photos? And I was like, No, actually, I don't. <laughs> so, so I sent like a few photos and they're like, These aren't nearly high quality enough to fit in our magazine, I'm afraid. And I was like, oh, well. So, um,
0: <laughs> was that under the good job? Yeah, it was yeah.
1: under the good job. And they, they said, um, It was about my. Th- third EP called looks kind of luna which which um is probably one of my favorites probably is my favorite and they said it was like um the knife and this heat and i was like yeah yeah i was pretty chuffed chuffed with the knife reference yeah i think so so when when that came out it was, that was a real shock cuz hadn't got anything close to big and it's not like that had like a ma- massive impact of like fans like flooding in or anything <laughs> yeah but I I, um, I didn't actually get the magazine which it was printed in as well. Oh. I think I forgot. Do you know what, do You know which issue, issue it is. Yeah, find it back on. yeah. So like I, yeah, I might have to do that one day. I've got a picture of the page. But when that was happening happened, I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." Um, what was the impact on you? Like you thought? Oh yeah, that's. Uh, yeah. Maybe I felt a little bit smug. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I think I might have put it on Facebook and said look at this or something along those lines and got a few likes from it it's
0: something that's of interest to me because okay. I think it's very very true that yeah. most people who make things think that they're not doing it properly and then there's the thoughts about um, aren't going to be found out either the imposter yeah, yeah. syndrome stuff and uh, but people still do it, and you—you you obviously have some degree of self-belief because you make things and can mm-hmm. do it consistently yeah. and put it out there. So where where does
1: that, that self-belief come from? Um, I think I think it just I think I don't think I've got too much. Uh, maybe I'm being too modest. I guess I'll I'll s- start, and it will be quite um like a. F- kind of just playing around my guitar and then it will snowball and I'll get a bit, um, neurotic about it until it's finished. And then, yeah, I get, yeah. I think just when I used to release stuff, it was just really nice having your mates being like, ah, that's really cool. Um, I guess I've just carried on being quite satisfied with that. you Yeah. And just seeing, seeing people's reactions. Like when, like say, yeah, when you came up to me and said you really liked it, that was, yeah, totally made it worth it. I was like, ah, that's really cool. Yeah. 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 And it's like, yeah, there's been a few other people. Like, um, yeah, just friends who have really digged it. And that makes it really, um, satisfying. So I guess that's where my self-belief Yeah. Don't need much, there.
0: Just a little bit of feedback to let you know yeah. that there's somewhere in the world where it's being yeah. appreciated. I mean,
1: if, yeah, if, if, if no one listened to it, then I wouldn't, I, I doubt I'd do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I quite like it as well. I quite like the music, even, even though I say about two years later, like most of my albums are at least two years old now, so I can listen to them and enjoy As,
0: as things, and you just, yeah, as yeah. things separate from you, you're kind of, have that distance from them.
1: Yeah. It's like me, but a few years ago. Yeah. So I can look back and be like, what are you thinking
0: of it? I, I, I definitely echo the thing about, um, yeah, hearing the reaction from mm. people, favourable reaction, yeah. and, that, that, enjoy, that they enjoyed it or meant something to them, that, that, that spurs you on an awful lot. Yeah. And I also think that, um, you know, for every person who takes the time to share that, there are others who won't, who probably think the same, but you know, yeah. you, you won't necessarily yeah. hear about. So. And you never know how things are affecting people internally and stuff like that. And and the other part of what you um, spoke about is then about being able to enjoy it yourself as well. Yeah. There is definitely something about, I think, people make the things that they want to experience or enjoy or that don't otherwise exist, so mm-hmm. they have to make them. spoke to um, Annie, who's an artist. She was talking about, when she was younger, she was very much encouraged or enabled to be able to make things um, so if she needed something uh, out of necessity really? she would make things like clothes and stuff like oh, that that's cool. yeah, yeah. but i think that's true for probably mm. for people in different areas you know you probably make the kind of music that you really want to hear is there anything about okay well what about what you've done like recording or mm-hmm. performing or otherwise what are you most proud of or have you ever impressed yourself
1: there's um, there's, there's yeah, there's a few songs there's a few songs which I've done which I'm like, well listen back and I'll be like, that's that's really good it's usually the ones which other people don't listen to as much like there's this um, it's called To Have and To Hold and it's on, it's the last song because the last song is always the best <laughs> on um, my fourth EP yeah, it's really, really good, I really like it and I listen back at that and I'm quite impressed that I was able to write it, because it's about, I think it might be about ten minutes long as well. Got a bit proggy again with the plum songs. So I'll listen back to stuff like that and I'll be really impressed.
0: What I do like it? some of the
1: videos I do as well. Just yeah, well, we haven't spoken about those. Mm. Yeah. They're not like masterpieces or anything, but I think that they've got their own little style to them as well and I haven't really ever been trained in that either. Yeah. I think I could have done a better front cover for the album. I kind of like it. Yeah. Has it got a charm to it? It has. Okay. Yeah,
0: it yeah. has got... And it's a bit silly. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, I I think, well, we talked a little bit about style. For me, mm. there is a, a thread through the music and, and the lyrics and like, the video stuff mm. and like the album art that does feel of a piece. It doesn't okay. feel like uh, dissonant. It's yeah. like, okay, that's, that's someone's personality or someone's okay, view cool. on the world. Yeah. Yeah. So you got something. Okay. Good, yeah. good, good, good. Yeah. Where are your frontiers? Ooh, what's challenging to you or what do you want to challenge yourself
1: ah, with? Time, time and space. Yeah. That's just, just seems to be a constant struggle to find the time to do stuff. Is that what you mean? Whatever's, Whatever's true, <laughs> is that what you mean? <laughs> uh,
0: yeah.
1: I so just feel so tired when I get home. From yeah. There. And there's just always something to do which isn't the thing you want to do. There's... house um, Being the one at the moment. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I was listening on recommendation from Chelsea, who I did speak to in cool. another conversation. Um, Brian Eno's uh, John Peel lecture which is about art Mm. and I think it was his definition in that of what art is is um, uh, simply he said art is what is everything you don't need to do or something like that Um, and it's a reality isn't it when you're working into supporting yourself there's Mm. a lot that needs to be done just to maintain Mm. life and what energy is left over Mm -hmm. sort of afterwards Um, that is a bit of a challenge your process of uh, um, starting with something and then building it, layering it up, mm. recognising a small part of a whole and then building that out and stuff, Do you, does that take energy? What kind of state is it? That sounds quite mm. like you're, almost like you're responding to yourself in quite a playful kind of way. Yeah.
1: I mean, I don't, I don't like to sit down and do music when I'm feeling stressed or if I've got something else to do kind of thing so usually if usually that makes it quite hard to find time to do it um so then it will be kind of like an hour here and there when I'm just kind of in the right place so then it does get quite funny and if I'm doing kind of multiple songs then I'll come back and um there'll be like a track with loads of kind of muted tracks, and I'll be like, "Oh, what are these? Like, maybe I did some of these kind of late at night when I was a bit tipsy and stuff, and then you've completely <laughs> forgotten about them. So that's quite good. I quite like that part of it, actually. And there's, yeah, there's... Uh, God, there's... So as well, as well as my unfinished folder on my laptop, I've also got the kind of not to be used the stuff which is just some real funny that just funny things yeah, yeah. <laughs> never to see the light of day yeah 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 some 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 of our old jams which we used to do when i was in this prog band, they're just brilliant <laughs> yeah, absolutely brilliant yeah
0: yeah you ever tempted to dip into that stuff because I, I read a lot of stories or i, ha- I have read a lot of mm. stories about artists and talk about, yeah. this one idea and it was just so out there, it was stupid and we were making each other laugh and then that is the song that um, blows up Do you know what I mean? Mm, Sometimes yeah. ideas seem so outlandish that we dismiss them that there could be yeah. uh, something genius in there.
1: Yeah. I'll have to go back and listen to, listen to some of them again because I'm sure there'll be kind of a, like a little five second snippet which would be really cool. Mm. But um, I'd prefer just to write some new stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What's the best advice you've ever been given or best, uh, or the,
1: or something that's really helped you? Mm. best advice, just in terms of music, in terms of... Um, or, or anything that you've uh, applied to sort I, of music or the way you sort of... Yeah, I guess live. it's pro- probably not... I've taken it as advice, but it m- might not be advice, but like, the 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 guy who, used to, who wrote most of the songs in the Pro prog band, he's my housemate called Jamie, and then Simon, who I'm in this, um, punk band with, they both, um, they both, uh, r- write like, really good music, but quite, um, they don't like anything being too, like, obvious. Mm-hmm. So, um, so whenever I was in, in, the bands and playing with them, you'd always kind of, uh, finish a song and then you'd come back. day or two later or next week and it would just all have got um, much more different and much more complex kind of thing and not not necessarily um, not completely different from the outside but as like a person playing it you can notice all the little changes and stuff Um, so I guess I kind of took that as advice and learned from them to try and keep things um, not too obvious and yeah, just to mix things up, but I guess mm. I'm trying trying to think of a way to explain that. Is that like? Does that makes sense. Like,
0: is that about like not not stopping at a particular point, but continuing to
1: evolve? Yeah, what kind of, sort of, of like cra-
0: ca- not accepting the first answer. Or yeah, something? yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, and kind of crafting it until it's it's quite kind of a strange little beast. Yeah, mm. which I guess is quite against the kind of. Um, the idea which I was talking about earlier of just writing a few songs really quickly, kind of guitar, bass and drums, maybe that's why I want to do it, because it would just be much less stressful, but it might be rubbish as well. Uh, They're both useful, aren't they? There is
0: something uh, in the creative uh, way of being about fully exploring an idea in a boundless mm. kind of way, not accepting the first um, iteration of something, but seeing All what else is out the there. Raw
1: the raw kind of spare-of-the-moment things, are
0: Yeah, yeah. And you can always, you know, reduce back down to that. Yeah, but doing something more instinctive, that, yeah. sounds, is that does that sound appealing to you then? To yeah, I
1: guess of, I want to try it, yeah. I mean,
0: is there anything that you wish you'd known, like when you were younger that mm. you know now, or something you would tell yourself to pay attention to? or? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff in life, but... <laughs> And, um, might apply. It might apply. Yeah, probably, probably. I probably wouldn't have gone to university. Mm. I I liked it and I really liked it and I really liked my degree. But I, th- I always think maybe if I just spent three years just doing loads of music.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, I'd be in a better stage. But then, you know, I wouldn't have met my girlfriend and be with my friends maybe as well. So. Yeah. Yeah, probably, yeah, I mean, if I could, yeah, I I do, I I do think of a lot of time which I've wasted which I could have been doing music, mm. which is always hard because sometimes you need to, like, sit down and relax and not do anything. But maybe, yeah, maybe I'd kind of, like, a bit of a slap up the ass. Yeah, <laughs> dude, get on with it.
0: Yeah. But I'm having fun. Yeah. You're not supposed to be having
1: I ne- fun. I never, yeah, I guess I never really got too much advice about it, though. Or is any it, yeah, anything like that. Yeah, I, don't
0: I suppose maybe, maybe advice is too explicit a term because what what you mm. mentioned there is, mm. you know, just something that you noticed that felt true to yeah. you, that you've sort of held on to as yeah. an idea for the way you do things and mm. maybe it's just stuff like that. It's you know, p- we pick up things,
1: don't we? Probably have been given advice but just not taken heed of it. Sort yeah. of forgotten it.
0: Or <laughs> well, you have, but you've yeah. forgotten to credit it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> is um is have you got any sort of like like d- like dream like projects or have you had sort of limitless mm. time and resources what kind of is uh, this something that yeah. you
1: really like to realize yeah what is it um I've always liked the idea of um of that kind of uh Yeah, I I guess just what I did, just not having to work and making music, but on a much higher scale. Like there was, the one the the thing I've always been really jealous of and really liked was, um, you know, a band called Talk Talk. Mm. They did um they did that uh, famous song which, Gwen Stefani covered, It's My Life. Mm. But they anyway they they've got like a really really interesting story because that that song along with their next album made it was a really big hit and they made loads of money Well, the record company made loads of money. So after that, they got kind of blank checks, um, to make the, the next album, um, the next two albums. And they kind of locked themselves away. The classic kind of locked themselves away in this, in this church and didn't let any of the record companies in and just made these really, really brilliant, but kind of unsellable, um, (laughs) like highly improvised they got loads of musicians and it was all there weren't any uh wasn't any natural light or anything it was all candles and just made this brilliant album with all these brilliant musicians which cost the record company loads of money and lost them loads of money as well but yeah i've always wanted to do that and do good yeah Yeah. is that the the the
0: time and then just being in an environment where
1: you're just yeah just yeah uninterrupted and um no no deadlines, um god yeah, it would just be amazing. Like Mon Monday like like I am quite productive on the weekends, but Monday morning's always like over the shoulder, you know. You can't like fully never feel like I could fully commit into a kind of seven day writing session or something. Like yeah. Yeah. So I've always i i always really liked the idea of that. Um and then I'd love to own a house to begin with would be nice and then have a house with like a studio in it as well. That'd yeah. Pretty plush, yeah. So that's like the, your, your environment and the, the, the
0: having yeah. the time to be in there mm. in an unfettered way is really mm. important.
1: I guess, yeah, I guess smaller scale just playing live again with the band. Mm. I really, I'm i getting a real urge to do that again. Nothing, nothing like too big but just being able to play little shows. Yeah. Yeah. I'm real keen on that. Yeah. There's, there's lots of people I love. Like I always, I was one of those kids, like I always used to like go to, go to have like dreams of my favorite bands, like getting me up on stage to play guitar and stuff, which never happened. But now I see loads of clips like that Foo Fighters one where they actually get people up and play yeah. like guitar, like play drums and stuff. But yeah, there's loads, loads of bands that I'd like to play shows with. Endless. Well, yeah. name one. Uh, there's a band called Dutch Uncles. There's a band called Teleman who I've just started listening to. There's a lot of, yeah, everything, everything. Um, yeah, loads of, loads of good bands. Yeah, it, sound, so,
0: it sounds like you're uh, you're very inspired and very, definitely, um, yeah. you know. In
1: yeah, I think, yeah, I think um, I am. Ho- I hope not to the point where it's kind of um, ripping off. People's music, but yeah, I do like getting inspired by people. If you were mm.
0: in a position where you were to say like where people might find some of your work to listen right. to, where do you direct people?
1: It's actually, it's actually on Spotify now. Yeah. Yeah, I only took the took, took the plunge, as it were, on a, on this album because I wasn't wasn't that keen on Spotify. I'm not. I'm still not very keen on them, but I've, it's because it's such a such a good platform for music which doesn't seem to be fair, very fair at the moment. Mm. Um, but yeah, someone's Spotify and then if you want um, a band camp as well. Um, or just come round my house and <laughs> <laughs> and i play some songs,
0: yeah. yeah. yeah, With a very, very dense backing track. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just whisper
1: them in your ear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> in a soothing way, yeah. uh, well thanks Kip. it's been really good oh, talking good. to you man. Yeah. Um, and yeah uh, I look forward to hopefully seeing you bussing out some of these yeah. songs live
1: yeah what well, can you play? Can you play drums? No, I can't play drums.
0: Guitar. Walkiever. Guitar. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll just check I think the world needs another guy playing <laughs> guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Kips talking about things. I feel an affinity with what Kips talks about there about his creative environment and time and sort of mindset. I get the impression that he loses himself in making his music. That mindset thing is a, at its best a state of flow, which is a little bit of what I've been feeling like today in my writing. And that's just the best part of creativity. Of course, you can't bank on that you've got to show up anyway and if that happens then you're lucky. But it's a darn sight more likely if you show up than if you don't. I really was tickled when Kipps mentioned his first recording device being a Tascam uh four track tape recorder, which is the very thing I had. And I lost myself for hours in that thing, you know, making up guitar songs with loads and loads of layers and stuff like that, and I can totally see how Kipps's interest has uh, Taken him from that, this process of layering things up and subtracting things and using elements as part of another bigger whole and all of that kind of stuff, and then trying to do that even better up the production quality and all of that kind of thing, as a metaphor for the evolution of anyone's creative practice. I think that's pretty spot on. You also reminded me a little bit of uh, the conversation I have with Annie Burrows, an earlier conversation on creative loving spirit. Uh, the second episode, if you care to check that out, Annie, who's an artist, she described her biggest love basically being actually making things, which sounds like obvious, but I think it's true for most of these people I'm speaking with that the joy really is in the doing of it, in being in a room and just getting on with it, and I, I think that's really true for Kipps. it sounds like. Um, so if you haven't yet listened to Good Yore, I really recommend going to check out the music, starting with the most recent one. Certainly that was my uh, beginning, and I very much enjoyed the album In Between the Blinks. The links are in the notes for the Bandcamp and Spotify pages, so go there, have a listen, enjoy. And uh, yeah, thank you very much, as ever, for listening in to the conversations. It's lovely to have regular listeners coming back and picking up the thread, meeting new people and experiences as we explore the creative world. If you like the podcast, please subscribe, come back next time, have a listen. Some other brilliant conversations coming up, which I'm really excited to share with you. Great, well, have a good week and happy making. Bye, bye,
1: bye.